maybe maybe some maybe some content your name is matt (laughs) because this is why you're gonna argue with me because on the day that you were born your lovely mother who i've met and is a wonderful human being looked you at your little face and was like this child is matthew and then the universe just (laughs) embedded you with this desire to argue with people even when you agree with them it's high and high end mad energy right there Welcome to the Crown Heathens Podcast, where we talk about our favorite games, video game news, and just about anything else. My name is Matthew, and as always, I'm here with my best friends, Marissa and Sacco. I'd like to remind everybody there are no stupid questions, so I'm going to start us off with a question right now. Marissa. Yeah? Why don't you have a monster with you? Uh, I don't drink monster. I only drink 17 cups of espresso every day, which I believe is healthier even though that it's not. is an appropriate answer more importantly what's today's topic <laughs> all right so today's topic is all about walkthroughs so basically just kind of talking about how often we use walkthroughs mostly i'm going to say how often because i assume we all use them in some way shape or form and just some generalities about walkthrough guides and our thoughts on that so Matt, you're always full of opinions, so let's start with you. I'm definitely full of opinions, and I think that especially on today's topic, I'm going to have some opinions. I believe that there's a stigma around walkthroughs. A lot of people would consider them cheating. A lot of them consider, a lot of people would consider it like not actually playing the game. Like, oh, what's the point? You're using walkthroughs. Incorrect. I disagree. Now, my first... Okay, just real quick, though. Yes. Can you actually answer the question? (laughs) <laughs> which is how often do you use i was getting to it i was getting to <laughs> oh, it. oh sorry so I, was, I didn't know there was a monologue before the I, there's always a monologue okay this is why i took up podcasting because i the inner monologue just kept coming out so i felt like the internet needed to hear it right um, naturally i i would say that i use especially on rpgs i use walkthroughs almost every single time my my opinion though is like the reason why i want to explain it though is because like i wouldn't necessarily like immediately pull up a walkthrough um or right. i won't use a walkthrough for the entire game but i but like there's specific parts of games 100 percent every single time i'm using walkthrough okay so what does that look like like what's the like so like rubric or kind of plotting out of whether you're going to use a walkthrough or not so so the first thing is i have the game for a limited amount of time um, I have said this before. I am a big fan of libraries. Uh, if you don't know me, now you you know a little bit more. I, I re- I'm a fan of libraries. Uh-huh. Um, and libraries started adding video games to their collection. And I think that that's one of the coolest things that is imaginable. Uh, mm-hmm. However, most libraries won't let you renew video games automatically. They're just like, you can rent it for seven or ten days, and then that's it. You've got to return it. If you want to rent it out again, you have to put it into the Dropbox. We have to recirculate it. And then once it's back on the shelf, two to three days later, you can pick it up again. 90% of the time, though, you don't get it. Yeah. So if I get a video game from a library or if I'm like um, buying it with intention to resell it or if I am getting it on like the Xbox Game Pass because I know that they post games and take them down really quickly. So like if there's a game I want to beat, 
I am immediately walkthrough up. I have five days to beat this. My walkthrough is on one monitor. My game is on the other. And I am like straight for straight. Like, what does the video game developer want me to do during this game? Yeah, 100%. 100% of the times I'll do that. The other time I'll use it 100% of the times is especially in RPGs when there's collectibles. Um, yeah. The, oh, collectibles for sure. Yeah. Um, Especially in like the Zelda games where you're like your life depends on heart pieces and you don't have to collect a lot of heart pieces you just you're you're you have less hearts after so i will like be doing like two or three dungeons and then i'll look up a walkthrough just on the heart pieces mm-hmm. right and I'll, right. I'll that makes sense i'll just punch through as many as i can and then i'll go back to um the dungeons and then right before the game's over i just like i'm on the final boss i look up the the walkthrough and i'm like what should i have by this point like what did i miss so i'm right. so not really spoiling myself but i'm definitely like oh i i missed a lot let's go back let's 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 make sure we get everything right so you're doing it for more of the experience side of the game rather than the like story side per se i i think if you care about the story and you just look at a walkthrough like a lot of the times the walkthroughs that i look at they spoil the game because they're just like, this is what you like. You're entering this boss fight, and then if you win, this is what's gonna happen. It's like, oh well, right. I don't want to read the video game. I want to play the video game. Yeah. So I know you have more to say about kind of like the stigma behind using walkthroughs in video games, but I want to throw it out to Sacco really quick because I'm just curious. Basically, how often Sacco do you go to a walkthrough for a video game? Um, it's not super often. Um because of the kind of video games that i play uh like mostly but um i definitely so i uh, as you know and i've I've talked about before i like getting the trophies and achievements and so i'll use walkthroughs sometimes if i don't know how to get a specific trophy or if it's like a secret trophy and i haven't unlocked it yet and i don't know what it is like i have to use a walkthrough to find out what that trophy is uh, or achievement, and actually, I used uh, a walkthrough the other day on Crash, then the new Crash Bandicoot, because I thought because there's hidden gems within each level, and I thought I saw it, but I like they, I went by it too quickly, and so I went right. I looked up a walkthrough to make sure that that was actually the hidden gem, and it was, and so I ended up having to replay the level and go back to that point and then get the gem, um, and then so yeah, like, that's mostly what I use walkthroughs for. Um, like I use them a lot when I was trying to perfect Peggle. Um, I used it a lot when I was getting uh, the Platinum Trophy in Minecraft, like that kind of stuff. Um, the other, right. the only other thing I've ever used a walkthrough for, I think, would be like the Zombies Easter Egg, which I think we've all had. I, we've I, all had that guide open at one point, that Reddit thread that had all the steps on it. Yeah, props to the people on Reddit, by the way, who put those together, yeah, because 100%. without those... Nobody would finish those <laughs> Easter eggs except for like the initial completionists. Yeah, yeah. And um, those guys are those th- those people definitely are are streamers who have large amounts of resources and time, and that is their job is to stream video games. So they have lots of time to put into it. But without that, there's no way I would have completed most, if not all, of the easter eggs in in cod i know i've tried to like not look at them and just try to figure things out and it's it takes a while i think that's a different story specifically because the first thing you said sacco was 
you use a walkthrough to do the Easter egg. And then immediately when you were describing it, you said guide. And I think that's the deciding factor where I would call those guides where the, yeah. the point of the game is not to beat the Easter egg. The point of the game is to kill zombies and survive unlimited rounds. Like at the end of the day, like when you break it down, like, yes, they want you to do the Easter egg and the Easter egg enhances the story. But at a base model, the objective is to survive as long as you physically can. Yeah, so I think that when you talk about walkthroughs, like I wouldn't consider that using a walkthrough. I would consider that using a guide to unlocking more. I think that's just kind of a really fancy way of saying walkthrough, though. Like, I don't really think there's any difference between a walkthrough and a guide just personally. And I think that people split the difference between those two um, based on the type of game. And it always has felt really odd to me when people refer to things as guides versus walkthroughs because you're still walking me through steps and you're still guiding me through a process. No matter which way you spin it or turn it or whatever, you are pushing me through to an objective. And so I don't really think there's, I would I would argue that there's not really a difference between a walkthrough and a guide. Well, the way I differentiate them would be that like a walkthrough is for the entire game. Like it's usually like walkthrough of like Uncharted part one. Part Except two. that's not really true because walkthroughs are generally divided up by section. Yeah, but I'm saying like so a walkthrough again, would be a but whole. But then when, when are you actually encountering a walkthrough? So a walkthrough would be the whole, like it would like, there would be different, like several parts. It would walk you through the entire game. A guide would be a very specific part of that game, right? Like, so it's, it's the Easter egg guides, but like the walkthroughs that I look up for like Crash Bandicoot, like getting the collectibles and stuff, those are all walkthroughs. They have all the levels. I can go through the levels, but I pick the level I'm currently on and then just go through and make sure I get like I get all the, the boxes, I get all the gems, I get all the fruits and all that stuff, right? Like So I mean it they, I, I get what you're saying, like they are like basically the same thing. Um that's how I would differentiate them. I don't don't necessarily know if that's how the internet um categorizes them but i i think that a difference for me personally like i i i was initially i was i would have came into this agreeing with sack 100 but as always um it wouldn't be a crown heathens podcast if i didn't change my mind after listening to marissa (laughs) say one sentence you know what i i have a lot of opinions that might not be accurate however i'm gonna continue to argue just for the sake of um maybe maybe some maybe some content your name is matt (laughs) because this is why you're gonna argue with me because on the day that you were born your lovely mother who i've met and is a wonderful human being looked you at your little face and was like this child is matthew and then the universe just (laughs) embedded you with this desire to argue with people even when you agree with them it's high high end matt right there yeah it's (laughs) It's it's just embedded in your blood and it has been since the minute, not since you were born, but the minute your mother looked at you and was like, Matthew. So in true high Matt energy, I I will say my argument. Um, and what it comes down to is guides, I in my opinion, are not the same as walkthroughs because walkthroughs are um, step-by-step points for things that you already know and you're trying to complete faster or you're too lazy to figure out um and then a guide is something that like i physically will not like i would never be able to figure out an easter egg by myself but i can probably get through a zelda dungeon if i just try a little bit harder and and let me break this down a little bit farther just before um we we 
nitpick uh linguistics so like the first zelda game doesn't tell you anything just the legend of zelda for the uh nintendo entertainment system you wake up in the middle of a field and the only way to navigate that world was the manual that came with the game had a world map with locations on it and like there would be um dungeons marked on the map and it was very clear that if you didn't have that manual that that game is almost near impossible so at that point right. would you consider that a guide or a walkthrough like that's a manual that's a, man, a manual a map all right i really understand all right so all right <laughs> okay but like all what right. so okay so really quickly here yeah. though because i want to differentiate something I believe at the start what you were saying is a guide is more for like the collectibles, the extra stuff. And then it feels like you shifted gears because what you're saying with a walkthrough is like every little point. And while I'll agree that that might differentiate whether I'm looking at a guide or a walkthrough for a video game. So, for example, with a game like Life is Strange, there was I replayed it to get certain collectibles. And so I had to look through walkthroughs and the walkthroughs were very much like go to this point at this time because if you don't do it now you can't go back or this is the easiest time to get this thing and so that being a walkthrough but that's going to guide me to everything else as well whereas the guide you're kind of saying is like not going step by step necessarily but giving you basically instructions on how to complete it right so making sure that you don't get caught up in let's say, a specific spot where you could fail. I, I agree with what you're saying there with like that is I think how I differentiate it, but I would also push it to a point where um, if it's a game that you can't like if for the Easter eggs, like I don't think that you can figure that out without like a walkthrough or a guide. So I wouldn't consider using that as necessarily a walkthrough because the challenging part of that isn't figuring out how to do the Easter egg. The challenging part is actually fighting the bosses and stuff <laughs> this, yeah. this is the least interesting this, linguistic right. debate we've ever had because <laughs> i don't I, i'm also i'm gonna pull out the like i am very much entrenched in language and writing and words and i just feel like getting really specific about whether a walkthrough or a guide is what you're using does nothing to push this conversation so, forward there is nothing beneficial about whether you're calling it a guide or a walkthrough because in alternative facts yeah you know what you know you can say that the zombies easter egg guides are guides but if i type into google right now <laughs> uh derise and drock walkthrough easter egg i will get what i'm looking for and it will probably say walkthrough in the title. Yeah. And so, like, there is no difference here either. And technically, it is still a walkthrough because it is walking me through all the steps I need to do to complete that Easter egg. I don't think there's a difference. And I'm going to be very stingy on this point because so, I just don't think it's beneficial to the conversation. Because whether you're using a walkthrough and a guide, even if there is a slight difference, I'm going to say that there's really nothing wrong with that. I agree with you 100% and I am going to continue the conversation going forward and I'm not gonna stay on this fact of uh, guide or walkthrough and I think that what my ar my argument isn't really about whether we're calling it a guide or a walkthrough I think what I really want to get to is the stigma around walkthroughs and and okay. and I think that's where I'm going with this so 
um, before we get into that stigma and about this linguistics debate, because at the end of the day, whether it's a guide or a walkthrough, you're hundred percent right. Like you're asking the computer or um, these really old HTML uh, text posts that were like absolutely horrendous um, <laughs> <laughs> where like they would draw pictures with just X's and like it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um, at the end of the day, like even if you're going to your buddy and saying, hey, how do I beat this game? Or if you're going to EB Games and buying a manual of like, here's all the bad guys in this RPG, like here's how to beat them. At the end of the day, there is a stigma around using walkthroughs in some situations and not. And that's what I really want to get down to before we do. Marissa, how often do you use walkthroughs? Because I don't think you fully answered that question. No, I didn't. And I'm throwing I it back to you. You guys go first, which uh, is it's always a bad idea. It's choice. always it's yeah. always the wrong answer. But I mean, it, interesting it, it, was the word I used, but we can go with bad. So I I definitely have a little bit more of a complex relationship with walkthroughs than I think either of you really do. And what one in particular because I I'm gonna say it again didn't really grow up with great internet, so they they weren't actually easily accessible for me. To get walkthroughs to video games, if I wanted a walkthrough, I literally had to buy the like manual or the book of like where everything was on certain levels, which I only ever had for a Donkey Kong game for my Game Boy Advanced, and it was the best thing ever because I could find all the little collectibles and I could like hundred percent the game, which felt impossible at the rest. But I remember playing very vividly Twilight Princess. Mm. Excellent choice. And I remember getting to the like Sky Palace. Mm -hmm. And you get a grappling hook, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm -hmm. And you're trying there's this part where you're trying to leave uh this large room that you're in. And for the life of me, I could not figure it out because I was pretty sure I had to grapple onto this, like, ball thing hanging from the ceiling and pull it down and it would open the door. But I couldn't get it to work. And so I figured it must be something else, right? So I'm, like, trying to grapple everything in this room. I'm, like, using old tools, which felt really wrong because that wasn't how they'd set it up for any of the previous dungeons. It was always the newest tool that had to get you through that, like, last door. And so I was just losing my mind trying to figure this out. And I, at the time, very much thought that looking at walkthroughs was cheating. Because it meant you didn't figure it out on your own. So I spent just hours in this room until I got frustrated enough to hook up my dial-up internet <laughs> and Google how to get through this level. And once the page finally loaded, like, you know, 30 minutes later, I realized that, yeah, I had been trying to do the right thing the entire time and the game was just kind of glitching out. And so I had to, like, stand on a specific thing and look at a specific angle and it would finally let me grapple it. And that was how you got out of the room. And I was so pissed. I was so pissed that one, I had, like, quote unquote, cheated in my mind to beat this game. And two, that I hadn't even needed to cheat because it was, like, Something I already had figured out. So, and I remember very vividly like that being a big moment where I was like, ah, I looked it up. I cheated. I was like this horrible person. And then I was talking about it with my friend and she was like, I looked up 
cheat code, like cheats for every fucking room in that in that game. Like every dungeon, I didn't want to sit there for three hours because I was enjoying playing the game. And if I got stuck on a puzzle, I just looked it up. Like, what's the big deal? No big deal. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, this this all could have been solved a lot easier because I didn't need to have a complex about the fact that it was cheating because it really wasn't. Yeah, and like I mean, like because the and again, I've never actually played a, like a full Zelda game, but like and it it so from what I've heard from you guys talking about it, it's it's very much like a puzzle game. So the only thing I can, can kind of compare it to would be like Portal, um, and like I didn't, I tried to not use a walkthrough as much as possible through Portal, but I, I, I know for Portal 2, I did get stuck on one of the, like, underground levels in, like, the second half of the game. And I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't... I, I spent, like, days on it, and I, and I... For some... Whatever reason, I couldn't figure it out. And then I finally looked up a guide, and it was like, oh, you just gotta put the white gel over here. And I was like, son of a bitch. Like, I... <laughs> like I all it's all I had to do. It's, it's always really all I had to do. And it like it like I just I spent like four or five days trying to figure it out and then I was like, fuck it, I'm done. I'm looking up a walkthrough. I'm going to the next level. Exactly. Yeah. So my whole point with the Zelda story was that I use walkthroughs when it starts to affect my enjoyment of a game. Exactly. Yeah. And I And that is always my line. And so it's very malleable it's a very movable line in which every time i am playing a game it changes the one other time i will use a walkthrough is when i am playing a particular rpg in which i don't want to have super negative consequences like you, for a small decision yeah, yeah. which is understandable so like some, that's a fair which, so like yeah like so i i looked up and it's always a little bit iffy because you don't want to see the spoiler and so if it felt like a very large decision, but I didn't at all know what the implications were going to be or what um, the effect of everything was going to be, I would always kind of try to look it up, maybe contact someone who had already played the game and just kind of like edge it out without getting any spoilers. But like, you know, go through like a little bit of a walkthrough just to see, you know, like, is this going to have large impacts on my first playthrough of the story that I really like? Or am I going to be okay? That being said, I don't do it for other RPGs where where the intention is to make you have that choice, right? So, um, or I guess choice-based games would be a good example of this. So, like, Detroit Become Human didn't look up a walkthrough guide. Didn't look up anything because the whole point was making those decisions and seeing what outcome they had. Mm-hmm. It was also, you didn't spend 140 hours playing the game yeah. just to get to the end and being like, oh, you chose the cake at the beginning and not the pie, so everything's fucked. Like, I didn't want that to yeah. happen in The Witcher, um, and I hadn't played a Witcher game before, so I was very concerned about that, because I've seen RPGs do that, where, like, this seemingly meaningless choice just ruins Just absolutely thing. changes everything. Yeah, and but, I, I yeah. know you could probably relate, like, I, I remember playing Dragon Age Inquisition and, like, looking at uh like the dialogue choices and because there's like there's not a lot of space on the screen when you're picking the choices they give you little snippets like some of them don't necessarily line up very well with what is actually going to be said or, or yeah, like so the tone always... is going to be different or whatever so like sometimes yeah. that is helpful to have the walkthrough because like it'd be like oh like hi how are you doing but then when you say it it's like hey fuck you and it's like well 
that's not what the little <laughs> dialogue not at thing all said. What it said. <laughs> so that why I want to go back and change my answer now because I didn't want to say that. Like, yeah, just a side note on that. That was one of the features I actually really liked about Dragon Age Two. So there were a lot of things about Dragon Age Two that I don't think people really enjoyed. Um, it definitely had some like mechanics and stuff that were were harder to get used to and a little bit just weird. But one of the things they did is every time you had a dialogue choice, it showed you a little symbol. And so there was like a diplomatic symbol. There was a generous symbol. Like there was a sarcastic symbol and like an angry symbol. So you kind of always knew the tone that the thing was going to be set in. Mm -hmm. So if it was like sarcastic and then it was like, hey, fuck you. Like it like and you're saying it to like Varric, who's a good companion of yours throughout the game. It would be like, hey, fuck you, like, very, like, what's up? Like, not, and then, but, like, if you chose the angry fuck you, like, you were going to yell at him, and you kind of knew that. Yeah. They kept the, like, wheel the same, so that the top option was usually a politer option in Dragon Age Inquisition, and the angrier one was at the bottom. But it got confusing with the more options that they gave you, and then sometimes you would, like, ask questions that were, like, I totally agree. Like, it would be like, oh, like, like, you know, like, it would be like, oh, like, how are you today? But then, like, the implications of the question and then were, like, totally different and suddenly everyone hated you. Yeah, exactly. So, like, all of a sudden everyone disapproved. I was like, but I just wanted to know how you were. <laughs> like, you didn't have to yeah, get mad exactly. at me. But it was like, you should have remembered that, like, their sister had just died or something. So yeah. it was, like, really rude that you asked them or whatever it is. But... Yeah, totally. That is also a scenario in which I will use walkthroughs. I will also just use a whole bunch of save files, right? Like, that's where you're considering going back um, to various save states and just kind of redoing dialogue. But it's annoying if you have to keep doing that, so. Yeah, like, it seems like it's very game-specific, right? Like, you're not necessarily going to yeah. go straight. I mean, again, it's also, I guess, like, it would be specific per person, too. Like, it depends on how, like, I'm not going to tell anybody how to play a video game, because it's that's not the whole point of the the, the medium, and I, right? I think like, that I think that there's another factor of this, which is is the goal of that particular playthrough. So if you are doing things like completionist stuff, you are going trophy hunting. Like I'm not going trophy hunting and not having a guide because I don't want to play a 200 hour game and realize that I missed something. So an example of that is actually The Witcher right now. So I finished The Witcher. And I hadn't realized that I had missed an opportunity to get someone's Gwent card. And you have to collect all the Gwent cards in the game to complete a certain achievement. And so by the time I realized I had missed this, I was like 40 hours past where I was, where I had like initially missed the Gwent card. And like, that's, that's annoying. And that's a scenario in which if I had been using kind of a walkthrough or a guide, to achievements it would have been easier but i might have spoiled the game so i wasn't doing that and so now i'm doing a second playthrough and you can bet your ass i have a walkthrough to make sure i'm not missing anything and i'm not going to miss somebody's gwent card again because i'll be really pissed off mm -hmm. yeah. um just before i know we we kind of strayed a little bit from it um i just wanted to bring up uh the fact that i i've played a couple of of zelda games i would say um, and I think the comparison to Portal um, wasn't 100% how I would agree with it. Um, all the RPG stuff, like 100%, like I, I definitely wouldn't want to use 
um, like a walkthrough during a, a choice based game just for the p- purpose of spoilers. Um, but that that scene you were talking about in Twilight Princess, like with as soon as you get the grappling hook and you're stuck in that circle room, I have vivid like as soon as you said grappling hook, I immediately pictured that room because <laughs> I got stuck in the exact same spot for like way too long. And at the end of the day, the only reason why it was so complicated is because the freaking Wii's motion controls and like the way you had yeah. to aim the remote was just not like, like this is not like, I, like in my head, I was like, this is what I have to do. I know this is what I have to do. It's not working. Let me try a hundred different things because it's not working. So like in that moment, looking up a walkthrough would like a hundred percent um, not be cheating. Um, But like portal to me, like the entire game is a puzzle. Like, like especially portal one like portal two had parts where like you go um like like i think it's like the basement like you're in like the 70s portal um, yeah you're in like old aperture like you're like old aperture yeah Uh, but like the first portal game is like literally this is this is a puzzle and then you have a three second clip of you walking in between puzzles um whereas zelda is like i wouldn't call zelda a puzzle game I i would call it very much like a like an RPG or just well, like yeah. an Obviously adventure game. An and RPG. then there's I'm not trying to yeah, say yeah, yeah. only a puzzle game, but I like uh, the dungeons sound very puzzly, right? Like it's a hundred percent, like 100% right? yeah. there's puzzles, but it, it's in that situation where it's like, I wouldn't use a walkthrough for the entire Zelda game, but if I get stuck on a, like I'm not playing Zelda for the puzzles, but I feel like I would be playing portal for the puzzles. This, this is where I think the stigma kind of started, to be honest, is where the people hear that, somebody's using a walkthrough on let's say like portal and maybe in like a certain scenario have assumed that that meant that they were just using a walkthrough through the whole thing in portal which like you do you you bought the game like play it how you want to play it i do think there's a level of enjoyment that probably comes out of it when you're just using a guide for a puzzle game because that is that is really the purpose so if you if you don't love the the game style it would probably be more enjoyable to play another game i would imagine but that being said i think portal also has a great story so if you're just trying to get through the story and you like the characters and stuff and you just don't like the puzzle aspects you're trying to make that as fast as possible cool and like that's also another thing but like this is where i think like not to bring it back to maybe away from your point matt but the the stigma kind of is really interesting to me because in a sense, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I don't really understand why you'd play that game if you don't like puzzles. But then, you know, if you get caught on one or you get stuck in one and it's just really frustrating, like, that's not enjoyable for anyone. So why would you why would you not look it up and just kind of see what's going on? So so I'm I'm actually glad you brought this up because this doesn't this actually was exactly the point I was trying to make, because the first time I played Portal, I played it. I played one level and it was like the the beginner basic level. And then I pulled up a walkthrough and I played it like straight for straight. I was reading the, I read the, I didn't even do the level. Like I would do a level. As soon as I got to the next level, I would read the walkthrough to be like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do in this level. And then I would do it. And as I was doing it, I was still looking at um, the thing. And I think the reason why I said I did this is because everybody kept telling me to play Portal 2. And they were like, yeah, like Portal 2 is an amazing game. But I, I never had, um, like, I, I never played these games when they came out. So, like, po- the first Portal game came out in 2007. I probably pay- played it in, like, 2018 or 2019. Like, for the first right. time. Like, it was super late. And, like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, like, Portal 2 
um was like the high is like the highest rated game on steam and um like everybody's like play portal 2 play portal 2 play portal 2 and i was like yeah like i don't really want to play portal 2 without playing portal 1 and like everybody kept telling me like yeah like portal 2 is a great game but um like you could you don't need to play portal without playing portal 2 but like it, it they're both great games so play both and i was like honestly yeah. like i'm working and i'm like i was going to school at the time i think and i was like i'm working way too much for the amount of um like for the amount of uh work i was putting into school and work i was like i don't have time to play video games but like i really want to play this game and it was like on sale on steam for like two dollars so i was like i'll pay two dollars for this game and i'll just walk through the entire thing and i loved it it's one of my favorite games of all time i ended up going back and using my not like i'm not a huge puzzle game like i don't want to play games that are extremely challenging i play games on easy because i'm there for <laughs> like i'm there for a good time i'm not there for a challenge a hundred percent i'm there for a good time i'm not there for a long <laughs> like, time that's a hundred percent what it comes down to is like i don't got 40 hours to put into a, a game that i can beat in 10 yeah um and i think and that's so but people like I, when i would tell people it'd be like yeah like I, oh i i played portal last night like i beat it all and like oh like you replay it like how did you beat it so quick i was like oh i walked through the whole time and they're like oh why would you do that and it's like why do you why does it matter you know like i think i think that's such an interesting thing because it reminds me of a discussion i saw online relatively recently like within the past six months of somebody saying you know how they really hated that rpgs had an option to skip dialogue and cutscenes, but didn't have options to skip long fight scenes and I remember everyone being really upset about that because they were like, why would you want to, like, that's the whole point of a video game is the fighting and the, you know, the combat and, and the this and that. And I think, like, generally speaking, that is what we kind of come to imagine when we're playing video games. And as somebody, I, I do like those aspects of it. Like, I don't really want to skip them. But there are elements of, like, Dragon Age Inquisition that would be really great to just watch all the cutscenes and not have to go through the whole thing. But do it with my own characters and my own choices. Like I don't really want to look up videos on YouTube or whatever because I want it to be my choice and like my character and all this stuff, right? I'm so and so I really, I really do I think about that lots because it just shows how differently people play games. And I think Portal 2, as I was thinking through it, right? I'm I'm sitting here thinking, I really like puzzle games. So part of the the intrigue of Portal 2 was not to walk through it or blaze through it really quickly. But as you're talking and as I'm thinking about how other people might play it, like, you know, a busy mom or somebody who works 50 hours a week and just doesn't have time to put into this game, it really does make sense. Like, just give them a walkthrough. Like, there's no... I really don't want there to be any shame in it because you're still consuming a game and you're still consuming this culture that I really love like I I don't want anyone to feel discouraged from doing that even if they aren't necessarily enjoying the parts that I also love yeah like you shouldn't be policing how people play video games like that's the kind of the whole point of the video game is that you, you usually can play it however you want like they'll give you choices in game where you can change the gameplay and whatever because like you can think I, I there's a number of games where you can either go in guns blazing or you can like sneak through or whatever right like and like so this is just another way to play the game and at that point like who am i to tell you how to enjoy the thing you spent your money on well and that's the thing so i i know matt you had recently completed the last of us and i'm not going to spoil anything here so <laughs> just, that's all good 
But there is in the last one of the the last mission of The Last of Us was my favorite one because that was the ultimate choice in my opinion of how you like to play the game. You had enemies that you could sneak by and sneak through and just kind of go through everything or sneak up on them if you really liked like the stealth kill because I know a lot of people liked that kind of stuff. But you could also play it like I like to play it, which was all right, here's my position, everyone. Shoot at me and I'll shoot back. Like, that's how I like to play The Last of Us. <laughs> so that's how I played The Last Mission. And I thought that that, like, that's why I liked doing that part was because I could play it in a way that reflected how I like to play video games, which I hate sneaking. Like, don't let, don't make me sneak in a video game. Like, give me an option to make it harder if you want to go in guns blazing, but give me an option to go in guns blazing because I'd rather do that than sneak up on a whole bunch of whatever. So And so that's that's really awesome when like people are given that choice. So I think that walkthroughs just add to that. Um just just to go off this, uh uh I'm gonna be a little bit um I'm thinking from a business mindset and I'm just going to plug two things really quickly. First of all, I would love to continue talking about The Last of Us and specifically The Last Mission. I have a lot to say, especially about sneaking and running and guns blazing. And that's why we'll be releasing a Last of Us podcast at a later date. So stay tuned for that. Second of all, you talked about um, people getting angry about removing um, fight scenes or like the fighting moments from RPGs. And mm -hmm. something we are doing right now on YouTube is a series that we like to call WWMD, where I literally do not do any of the fight scenes, but they are all pretty much my characters. And I have tried to play Dragon Age Inquisition three times. Um, the first time was just because it won game of the year and everybody's talking about it. Great, let's play this game. Wow, I really don't like this. The second time was because my friend Marissa really likes Dragon Age. So let's try and play um dragon age inquisition and i really didn't like it and the third time it was because we were starting to do this and we we're like okay like let me like pull it up and like i'm gonna try playing it nope can't do it absolutely not and then you sat down and you said all right here are the choices for um like the second dragon age tell me what you would pick great i picked those now i'm playing a game and you're making choices based off of me and i have never been more intrigued to see what happens to these characters and if this was a cutscene online, I would not feel the emotional attachment to these characters, but I absolutely mm -hmm. do not want to touch a controller, like stay away from me. And I think <laughs> that this is the best experience I've ever had playing um, like an RPG just because I don't have to do any of the bad part. And whether you like the cutscenes mm -hmm. or you like the fighting, at the end of the day, there's always going to be parts of video games that you don't find that pleasant. So this is now removed the unpleasant parts for me and i just get to sit back and enjoy um and i think you'll yeah. enjoy it too check out wwmd at uh crown heathens on youtube <laughs> i appreciate the plug but i also i think that that's that's key here and i i i do think it's it's always interesting and the the other half of it is i it's interesting to me to be so against removing uh maybe like fight scenes or something when when there are other genre like one it doesn't really affect your own playthrough so that's fine but two, there are genres that are just so heavy on the fight and like that is the whole game that those really are the places where you can also shine as well. So like giving more people more options, I, I don't I don't think is ever a bad thing. And growing the industry is never a bad thing either, because as it grows, the the higher quality of games that we're going to see come out, the more love you'll see given to like indie games and startups and stuff like that. 
because there's more people around to to love every little aspect and every little corner. And I think people have their niches in the gaming world um, and they get almost scared that it might be removed or taken over, but that's not really the case. You're just going to see it kind of grow and become more of itself or ideally maybe i'm being super optimistic here but i feel like that no i think i think that's a, a good way good of looking thing. at it and i think it's a good i do think it's a good i mean it it, it kind of reminds me of like like this is kind of be of a loose kind of tie-in but like nhl gm mode right you can either just be the gm simulate the games and then like just so you build your team and you just hope they win or you can go through and you can play every single game that you're you can play all 82 games of the season make sure your team wins make sure your team gets to the cup like they i mean it's it's a very simple game mode but like they do kind of give you that choice where you can play the game you can also just like literally sit up on the stands and watch the game like you can just watch the tv broadcast you can like sit there and watch your team play 82 games a year and like make decisions i guess based on what you see on the ice and so like i mean it, that's kind of what i'm hearing of you guys want of the choices like maybe like some people only want to do the cutscenes so like let's let's have the fights be like you maybe you can sim the fights kind of thing <laughs> yes right so sim you still them. get honestly, the experience from if them. you if you simulate the fights you also are still building your character so you can be like i still want a dashing rogue who has a you know sad past and you know obviously like you know lost their parents and stuff like that you know the cliche and you can still have the like you know, they, they know this move and they like to, you know, like have an assassinate and then they, they, they have a visi- invisibility or sneak abilities and just watch it all play out. Yeah. Like in NHL, like you build the team and you can just watch it all play out and you can be frustrated as your poor Seattle startup just <laughs> can't finish the cup finals, even though you did everything right. It's just suddenly Matt Duchesne doesn't want to score a goal. Yeah. Just for example, just off the top yeah, of my head, no, not a just picking a random, yeah, no just picking a random, <laughs> just completely unbiased third party objective. Um, I'm just saying, what I'm, you know, what I'm hearing from this, Marissa, is that really, at the end of the day, we don't need walkthroughs to get through games. We just need Dragon Age to add a GM mode. Yes, yeah. I just want to be the party's general I am available for consultation on that. <laughs> if Bioware is interested in hearing my thoughts, I will be crying for part of the portion of meeting you but that's fine you can just ignore me (laughs) Um, all right so i think that that was a really great discussion and so let's now talk about what games we are currently playing i'm going to start because i've learned my lesson from the beginning of this podcast and so i'm actually playing through quite a few i've been kind of knee deep in no man's sky and i've been kind of loving that it's it's very it's very nice for a casual playthrough very beautiful worlds um, there is a plot. I haven't finished that yet, although I haven't heard that it has the greatest ending. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but I'm really loving that. I also caved and purchased the battle pass on Call of Duty. <laughs> One of us. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> which has led me to be playing a lot of um, multiplayer, actually, which is surprising because that's not usually something I feel very good about playing. But I have gotten a lot better at it. And I'm playing a lot of outbreak mode, so which is su- I just think is super fun. I love being able to drive my car into the zombies, and I know that's not the point of the mode, but like it kind of it's is it's the, the point. Let's we can all agree that that's the point of the outbreak mode. Yeah, 
For sure. All right. And then the last game I'm playing is I'm doing another run through of The Witcher 3 to get all of the achievements because I've decided that that was very important for my fulfillment in life. <laughs> uh, Sacco, how about you? Uh, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I'm playing Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Uh, that is the title of the game. It's not. I'm not saying I mean, it, it's, it's, a, oh, I it's about. I thought that was just like was... a comment <laughs> about <laughs> how you haven't played it before. Actually, I've heard you mention this game before, and I thought that was just an aside to yourself. You're like, it's about time. Yeah, it's no, about time they release this game. It, it's a wonderful, punny title. So, uh, is it about? Is the game about time, or is um, it like? Are they being punny that the fact that like this game should have came out years ago? I think it's a little bit of both. There is there is okay. some time stuff because sometimes you run into yeah some of the time. It's a bit timey wimey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, playing through that, going trying to get like kind of hundred percent it like the like I did with the other crash games. So yeah, I'll be I'll be on it for a while, I think. Nice. All right, Matt. Um, so I am not uh ashamed to say this. I am so happy to finally say I am now part of the ninety nine percent of the people that have beat The Last of Us. Hey. I did it. <laughs> One of us. One of us. Um, I am so it's happy. About that... time. <laughs> it, it's about time. It's about. It is about time. <laughs> um, I have finally beaten The Last of Us. Uh, I am significantly farther in Pokemon. I know I mentioned that I was playing that. I have beaten all the gyms, so now I am just trying to catch four hundred of them. I will become the greatest right. Pokemon champion. But I, I, I do, I do want to say this. Yes. Uh, just really quick. I know you haven't played through the DLC yet as of the recording of this podcast but as of the release <laughs> of this podcast we will have actually gone um on stream for the first time if you were if we can work out how to save that because we are new at this you can find that on our youtube channel uh but hopefully you joined us live anyway so it's kind of a moot point uh, right marissa excellent plug um definitely check that out i was so happy to say i was done and i guess i'm not done so i guess i'll be playing the last of us um, this podcast though has reminded me of my very first official, um, uh, strategy guide, my official strategy guide, the very first one I ever bought final fantasy nine. So I'm debating replaying that after just recording this. Um, but most importantly, my friend just bought the battle pass for call of duty. So I guess I'm playing call of duty again. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're all playing yeah, call are. of duty. <laughs> um, we'll definitely be playing a lot of call of duty, but it's call of duty is better with friends. <laughs> It's really okay. Call of Duty is better than friends. It's better with friends. Um. Anyways, moral of the story, guys. Play Portal. <laughs> it is the best game ever released. Play Portal and load up a guide or a walkthrough. One of the two. We're not sure what it's called, but we know that that can help you get through it if you haven't already played it. And you don't really like puzzle games because it's still a great game. All right. So thank you again for joining us today. As always, you can find us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all at Crowned Heathens. Really easy for you. You can also feel free to subscribe to our YouTube account where we are filming the aforementioned WWMD or What Would Matt Do? in which I play Dragon Age for my friend Matt as my friend Matt and get berated the entire time by my friend Matt. Otherwise, Thank you all so much for joining us. If you want to suggest a topic that we discuss on the podcast, make sure you do that on Instagram or Twitter or even Facebook, and uh, we'll be sure to do an episode dedicated to that. Otherwise, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.
Don't, don't, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Oh, man, oh, man. All right. Give me a second. No. 